I have a big, exciting announcement for you today on Happy Healthy You. We have a new sponsor for the podcast. Yay! Talk about being in alignment. Blue Planet Eyewear is a socially responsible, eco-friendly maker of sunglasses and readers for women, men, and kids. For every pair sold, Blue Planet gives glasses to people in need. Now, how cool is that? And their glasses are really cute. I have a pair of readers in just about every room of my house because, well, you know, I need them sometimes when the lighting is bad. The sunglasses are really hip and stylish, and there's so many colors and styles to choose from. This is really fun, you guys. Go to BluePlanetEyewear.com and be sure to use discount code CONNIE20 for your special Happy Healthy You discount. Thanks for listening to the podcast, and happy healthy holidays. Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now, here's Connie. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. I've been hosting this podcast for a few years. And if you're a new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're so welcome here. And if you're an old listener and not old in age, old <laughs> old in soul, welcome to you as well. Uh, I'm here after a very long time away from my dear friend, Ashley Sky Latecki from Sky House Yoga. I'm so happy to have her back today to um, talk about a really important subject, important to me, um, important to so many people who loved Trisha McCauley. Um, Ashley, I'll just I'll just bring you in. Ashley is the founder, creator of Sky House Yoga. She's my favorite yogi, my favorite herbalist, right? <laughs> She's also an herbalist. Um, and she and her husband run Sky House Yoga. And um, her husband is the founder of Nightlight Astrology. Uh, he's an astrologer. So they have this really cool combination of... Uh, yoga and astrology and herbalism and it's all right here in the outskirts of washington dc and um yeah it's just really cool check her out uh skyhouseyoga.com thank you so much for coming on to talk about trisha today we want to dedicate this podcast to trisha right ashley yes absolutely and thank you so much for having me back yeah i love having you i love being you're here. my favorite <laughs> so much has happened since we recorded your last yoga videos back in sedona a couple of years ago you got married uh-huh. congratulations you. you had little virginia i did and she's I two already no yeah it's been a while but um yeah, it's been a powerful, potent few years. Mm. So it's, I'm, I'm glad to be back. And yeah, definitely, you know, as always, life gives you more to chew on. So I think today's topic, um, since Trisha's passing a year ago, it's like, yeah, there's, there's stuff we can bring in from both of our experiences mm-hmm. with yoga and grief from the past, but also um, what we've learned in the recent years. So I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about Sky House and everything toward the end of the podcast, but I did want to get right into it because as we um, approach the darkest days, the darkest 
uh, longest nights of the year. It's an appropriate time to take a look at this because this time last year is when we lost Trisha. Um, and I actually met Trisha sort of through you. I met her um, in, we were doing an acting gig. She was an actress and a yogi in the Washington, D.C. area. So beloved by so many people and an herbalist as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I met her on set and we discovered that we both knew you. And then so we were we were instant friends and um, she came on the podcast. And so I'm forever grateful that, you know, we, we made that connection. Um, talk about Trisha. Let's just start there and um, talk about her life so much more than what happened yeah. last year this time. She was an amazing person. And it's funny because we both graduated from the Maryland University of Integrative Health where we studied herbalism. And for years I heard, you have to meet Trisha McCullough. You have to meet Trisha McCullough. You guys are so alike. And, um, you know, she's also into yoga. She's also into herbs. She's also into food. And um, so it was about three years of just hearing this. And so then uh, we became Facebook friends and we set up a blind date. And we met at her favorite uh, little coffee shop um, in her neighborhood in D.C. And we had granola and tea. Of and course you had like, granola. I know. <laughs> what else do yogis eat? We're both eat, crunchy right? people. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a big bowl of granola each and, and some hot herbal tea. And it was instant. You know, as soon as I sat down with her, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, just, you know, I, I thought she was my age, but she was 10 years older, but she was so youthful and bright and rode her bike everywhere in D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, she would see herbal clients here, then she would teach D.C. or teach yoga at a studio on one side of town and then another side, and she'd be dropping off her herbs, and she managed a, a community garden, Um in D.C. where she grew food and grew herbs for the local community members. And uh, so she was so active in the D.C. community, not just herbally in yoga, but also as an actor. So she led a really full life and was always busy. We always would joke about, like, we're so crazy. Like, why are we doing all of this stuff? (laughs) Like, you know, like we need to rest. But then why rest? Because the life is full of so much fun and adventure. So she just had this, like unshakable charisma that was contagious and it fed me and we would just you know we would um chat on facebook she also taught at my um uh for my herb students at the herbal apprenticeship program at sky house and she would come in and do all of our lotion and medicine making classes and our nutrition classes and yeah every time we would see each other we would both be like ah and then give each other a big hug and then like into the work. <laughs> yes, yes. She was always such a an encourager also. Like no matter what you were talking to her about whether it was she came on the podcast and we made ginger tea and that I I thought about taking it down but I, it's it's on YouTube. Um but it's so precious and so such a memory. Like we had so much fun making this silly ginger tea in my kitchen and just everything she said to me that day sticks with me. I know I was I was talking about how I had auditioned for this or that and I did, wasn't getting parts and I was kind of discouraged and she goes, "You know what? Don't be discouraged. You are a leading lady. That's why you're not getting those parts. Those are stupid. Those are stupid little parts. You are you know, I was like, "Thank you, Trisha. Thank you for believing in me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and just her exuberance for life and her um her light. Her light really shone. And so um this time last year uh, 
I'll never forget. It was like we were all on Facebook going, find Trisha, find Trisha. Nobody could find her. And then we found out she had so tragically died. And that was, that was really hard. Can you, let's, can you just talk about that a little bit? Because, you know, we have to face that there's darkness in this world. And um, as hard as it is, it's, it's a reality. <laughs> yeah, it was. Those were those were some really. Cha- I mean, I think we all in the beginning thought it's probably just a joke. She probably went and is like you know at some coffee bar, tea bar, you know. But then when it was two days and people were looking and no one had heard, and we learned she missed her flight to go see her family, and we were like, okay, this is serious. Um, you know, the community banded together. A bunch of people were out in D.C. At night, um, my husband did some astrology um, horary readings, trying to locate her because mm-hmm. you can look. He's he's located like missing bulls from pastures and it's um, <laughs> amazing and things, but um, but he has never done missing persons. So you know mm. he he was trying to get involved, and I was making calls, and so I think everyone was really concerned and and wanted to to figure out what would, what had happened, um, and so when we learn the news that um, her brother actually reached out to me because we were in close contact and he just said hey Ashley I just wanted to let you know that Trisha was found and she's passed and um, please just pray for for us right now and um, you know I just I just remember like oh being like no no like she was so bright how and as the details came in about how she was taken I, I don't want to get into too much but to, to know that someone had eclipsed her light in in such a, a violent way um, really was a big you know I will never be the same mm-hmm. after after this event um, because I think so many of us, we, we trust the light. And as yogis or healers or people that walk the path of um, you know, faith, we, we, we focus on the light. And I think that that's such an important thing. However, the truth is, as you mentioned, you know, darkness does exist. And so how do we reconcile this inside of ourselves and in the world? And um, that's been a huge, I think, conversation now within the yoga and herbal community is, is, is what do we do from here? Mm. And so looking at, in some ways, I know I, I wrote about this in Back to Happy, the book uh, about my own journey with grief. In some ways, a year can seem like the longest period of time after you've lost a loved one. But in some ways, it goes really fast. It's really like time is really skewed after that did you did you feel that it's like it's a bizarre sort of hard thing to wrap your mind around and so um I know for me those first few days after we found out um she had passed it was just really hard like you said to um wrap my mind around the way she died and I think that's true it was true with my daughter I mean she was in a hospital and I found myself reliving those days and I think that's part of the processing um, thing that we have to do as human beings so we have to process we have to talk about it we have to go over it in our mind and I think that's a really normal response to some a, a tragic or a sad event and you know for 
even for people this year has been such a traumatic year for people with natural disasters and fires and this and that everywhere. I mean, we have to process. We have to start where we are and really say, okay, this is where we are. Let me go over it. Even after you have a baby. Do you remember having Virginia after you have that baby? It's like you just want to talk about your labor. (laughs) (gasps) Right? You get get really wrapped up in this event that was so life-altering. It's true, yeah. And I think I think with, with grief, I, I just remember just staying, like, when she was missing, I couldn't sleep. Um, and then after we found out, like, found out I, I couldn't sleep. And I look back at those, you know, it was about a week and a half where I just, the night, the darkness was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was so hard to let go because, um, you know, of, of the fear and then the images and going back over things again mm-hmm. and again. But, you know, as we revisit this darkest time of the year, um, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm glad that I let myself experience those things and I didn't rush the process. And, you know, those nights of, of, of processing, I think, were really crucial for me coming out of it with insights and compassion and um, motivation to keep going and to what can I do in Trisha's memory to continue her work so that what's remembered of her is not how she left, but what she was and gave while she was living. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think it was through going through the darkness that gave me the vantage point to see the light even within that. Mm, that's a beautiful, I love the way you talk about anything. I just, <laughs> I'm just so blessed to be sitting here. If you've never taken a yoga class with uh, Ashley, you, you've missed something. You really need to experience her, her brand of granola because she just can weave stories and beauty into anything, even a cat cow. <laughs> You're such an inspiration, but yeah. So I would like to give a little roadmap for people who might be um, healing from any kind of grief this holiday season or any time. So maybe we can talk about some of the things that have worked for us sure. and and really honor Trisha's memory um, through that conversation if we can, if that's even possible. Um, because like you said, her light lives on even brighter if, if it's possible. And we'll get to the garden because that, for me, that's the final step is mm-hmm. being able to give back and find that um, healing in that way. So, so let's go back and, and maybe um, weave in some ideas from uh, a yoga standpoint, from a faith, because I know you, one of the reasons I love you, Ashley, is one of the, uh, one of the trainings, the first day, I think you said, I don't know how you can teach yoga if you don't believe in God. <laughs> And I was like, yes, she's my girl. And um, I, I agree. I feel like that's what yoga does for me. It just, it takes away all the crap of life that gets in the way of my relationship with God. And so maybe we can start there just with um, how yoga and faith can um, come into play for um, our healing journeys. You have any ideas for that? Yeah, it's a big, it's a big one. It's a big one. You can make it, you can make it smaller. I know you will. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, I I feel like um, to find the simplest starting point is sometimes the best. And so to me, when I look around in the world and I meet people like you and I meet people that have the light like Trisha, like I, how could I doubt that there is some great organizer of all of this, that there is something 
majestic and intelligent behind the world we live in. And um, that to me, I feel like is, is where I start. And when I get really lost, I try to come back there. You know, there's something larger than me and how do I reconnect to that? And yeah, there's so many ways. I mean, for me, yoga has been a huge way for me to get back to that place of feeling centered and feeling God inside of me. Um, and feeling also like a witness to God in some ways too, in the unfolding of life. Um, but I think for other people, it can be just being out in nature and there's so many ways to tap into that. But that to me is, I think like, I think that's a really important starting point, especially if you're coming out of grief is to find something that you have faith in. Even if it's like, I have faith in the sun that rises every day mm. and I'm just going to focus on that and, I think that can be a very powerful tool to just sort of help you get back connected to life again. Mm. And some of the yoga uh, practices we talked a little bit before this uh, recording, you mentioned, um, you know, just really restorative things like child's pose and um, just poses that can help us go within and be with what is. Because as you said, being with a the grief is the first step to really learning to live without that person or without, yeah. yeah. So in, it's really interesting because in traditional Chinese medicine, um, the storehouse of grief or the processor of grief are the lungs. And so in yoga, we have the breath. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we, when something strikes us, we go, <gasps> or we go, ah, you know, we use the breath to express those emotions So in a yoga place, you know, the first thing we can do is just take a child's pose or lay down and start breathing. And I think that's so simple, but reconnecting with the life force of the breath is a great place to start. And then, yeah, like small places, like I remember after Trisha passed, like I just didn't want to move. I didn't want to leave the house. Um, So I would just get on my mat and do child's pose. And I would just breathe and cry in child's. And that Mm. was a safe place. Mm. Um, You know, big back bends, all of that. Just, I couldn't, it didn't seem appropriate. So child's pose, you know, cat and cow, small things just to move your life force and move your breath and remind you that you are breath and that you are connected by breath to something bigger Uh, I think that's a really good place to go. And then once you get your life force moving, I really think sun salutations are the next step. Mm. So once you can find the breath, um, it's a very simple sequence and you can, you you know, you can Google sun salutations and just find a simple version. But again, it connects us to the life force of the sun, the steadiness and dependability of the sun, and it moves life force or prana and it moves the breath. And I think that's a really healing it's a really healing sequence. Mm, so start small and build, build upon it. Can you talk about um, some herbs that might also be helpful? Um, you have so many. I know I've ca- I called Ashley one time. My niece was, um, I don't think she'll mind, she was pregnant, and she was visiting us over the summer, and she had um, uh, 
kidney stones and they were so painful and I was she didn't want to take anything and she was in so much pain so I called Ashley and do you remember what you said corn silk silk tea (laughs) that girl downed so much corn silk tea and she said you know I didn't feel as they passed eventually and then she had this beautiful baby girl Lily shout out to Lily she's almost two now too but um, you have so many uh, herbal remedies uh, as did Trisha um, that you're just gifted with that the love of herbs. Can you suggest anything for um, working with grief and healing? Yeah, there's there's a number of directions you can go in. Um, one that I like to use, especially when there's grief and depression, where you feel like you don't have the will to go on, or you're just feeling really depressed by by the loss, is uh, the flower essence borage. And borage is the flower of courage. Mm. So um, I feel it's a beautiful purple little flower and it just sits upright and it has this confidence to it. And I I really like to use that one when people kind of need to take a step out of where they are and into, you know, either back into the world or, um, you know, back towards the light. So that's a really nice one. Also, mimosa flower or mimosa bark, and they actually grow. You don't mean mimosas here. like champagne. I know, I know those, those, are, those are great. Those might help. There's <laughs> vitamin C in the orange juice. <laughs> Bubbles are always nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mimosa is actually um, it's a it's a tree. It originates from um, from China. But it, um, have you ever seen those the trees that have those like little pink fringy things? They look little fraggles. Oh yeah, those little wispy things. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, those are mimosa flowers, and you can use the flower mm. and the bark. And it's called the happy tree in Chinese medicine, and it's really good for when kind of the light goes out. And in Chinese medicine, they call it the shen, the sparkle in the eye. When that gets depleted, mimosa. Um, just helps to enlighten the heart and enliven the heart and make the eyes sparkle again. So it's a really good one for grief um, and just for uplifting the spirit. So if someone's listening, where would they find these um, if they're not close by? Sure. Um, Well, David Winston, who has a company called The Herbalist and Alchemist, he makes his own um, really nice mimosa bark tincture. So you can buy that through him. Um, you can also find it at um, local herb shops or um, you could likely also find it through Herb Farm, H-E-R-B-P-H-A-R-M, which is an herb company based out of California. And if you're close by Sky House? If you're close by, we carry it at Sky House and Smile Herb Shop and College Park also mm-hmm. carries these herbs. Oh, that's so nice of you to promote Smile. I love Smile. <laughs> I know. Like a, yeah. It's, yeah, it's such a staple in our community. They've been there forever. They have. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That's pretty cool. Okay, so we have herbs. And then um, is there anything else to me with yoga, faith, herbs, anything else that really helped you get through this year and and um, keep Trisha's memory alive while healing yourself? Yeah, I think community. Mm. Like um, there were a few vigils that were created in the community that um, were organized by the yoga community and the herb community. And I attended pretty much any time that there was a vigil or a gathering, I went because I needed to be in the company of others who knew her and who could share memories and who could just weep mm-hmm. um, and, and process it together because it's sometimes isolating when you lose someone um, and you know maybe your immediate family doesn't know them and so you're 
trying to process it, but you don't have that support. So community has been really, really important. Um, and then also doing something. So I think it was on December 27th, um, it was the day after we found out, Adam and I went to um, the Silver Diner, which is where we go to like process sometimes. Um, and um, Shout out to I Silver know, Diner. I know, they've got actually really good farm-raised um, organic food. So that's-, that's And that's big big pancakes. And big pancakes. Big ass pancakes. <laughs> So we went there and I just, I was like, I have to do something. Like I need to do something to help me process this. And also that would be a contribution to Trisha's work. And um, I was like, we should dedicate our garden, our our herb garden to Trisha. And this is something that we had been planning our herb garden. Um, and I had actually reached out to Trisha for her help saying, cause she had started a garden in DC. And so I said, you know, I want to do something similar for our herb students. So they have a place to actually get their hands in the soil. Um, you know, would you help me with this? And so we were, you know, in the process of just sort of, she was helping me decide kind of which plants and she was going to give me a bunch of transplants from her garden. So Adam and I, you know, I was like, you know, we should dedicate it to Trisha and, and have it in, you know, have it in her name and try to continue on her legacy of the work she did teaching people about the plants and how to use them. So that was something that was really helpful for me was to have something that I could do. And there's been so many moments of magic out in mm. the garden uh, this last spring and summer where a butterfly came and landed on her bench right above her name. And mm. I was like, oh, Trisha. Yeah. And an elder bush popped up out of nowhere. Like, I know my yard. And all of a sudden, here's this, like, large elder bush with flowers and berries. And I'm like, you, that in old traditional sort of... Um, Celtic tradition is a sign that the spirits have blessed your garden and your yard or your space. And you know what just came to me? I know exactly. Trisha loved her wine too, so she I'm thinking. It was just a little sign. <laughs> yeah, and enjoy it. So, yeah. Enjoy it. She did love her wine, so mm. yeah. So, but that was like another thing where I was like, oh, thanks, Trisha. And I do that a lot. You know, when I first started getting back into my medicine making, I would just like have conversations with her in my head and I feel like that has been a really important thing is just staying connected with her like not even like not like there's no need to move on because her spirit's always there mm -hmm. and I, I feel like I can connect with her in some ways even more because she's a part of it all and that's been really helpful is knowing that I can you know like WWTD, like what would Trisha do? Right. And really think, right. you know, try to kind of call that in so that I can, I can think about her and think about how she would think through and talk through different, um, different things in the yoga and the herbal worlds. Mm, that's so beautiful. And yeah, in Back to Happy, that was my final um, stage of healing for me was being able to share it, share um, what worked for me, share um, with other people, just the gifts of healing, the gifts of healing, because grief can be um, the worst thing that happens to you in your life, and it can also be the the greatest uh, potential joy because it kind of clears everything out so that we can feel deep more deeply, we can see beauty more with more appreciation, and we can love each other more with more depth and yeah, kind of it's a clarifier. 
isn't it? Absolutely. And it's also a unifier it because is. there's not one of us that will get through this life without grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about Sky House and uh, Adam's work and how they can get in touch with you um, for any of your herbalist uh, work and also Trisha's garden. And then I want to leave everyone with this beautiful poem by Jen Richardson. So go ahead and tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. So folks can find out more about our work at skyhouseyoga.com. And we have uh, a number of different options. We're a donation-based yoga studio, so we never turn anyone away due to lack of funds. So if you want to practice yoga, study herbs, study astrology, um, study yoga and become a teacher, we offer scholarships and um, tuition discounted options for people that have um, financial needs. So we really want to be a hub where people can come to and get healing and also um, get training and empowerment. So they can check out our work there. We um, have our next teacher training and herbal apprenticeship program starting in January. And my husband, um, he offers the Nightlight Astrology training programs. He has a one and two year, and then the Horary, which is the sort of more divinational type of astrology training starting in the next year as well. So those are some upcoming things. And then the the Herbal Garden um, is... We just we had we got it built a little bit late, so it didn't get put in the ground until June. So we got a bunch of herbs in. We had a small harvest, but next year is going to be sort of our big year because we've got a bunch of herbs that are now established. Um, and so we'll be having herb walks and medicine making workshops at the garden. So people can look on our website on our workshop schedule and just see what we have coming up in the spring. And if they want to join the herbal apprenticeship, you'll be spending time in the garden, hands on, working with the plants. Beautiful. And what a nice legacy for Trisha to um, keep her light shining. I hope so. Yeah. And we, you know, I just, I kept thinking when we were putting the herbs in, which were, uh, which were Trisha's favorite herbs. And she loved comfrey. She used comfrey in every herbal product, the, every body care product um, that she made. She used comfrey, comfrey, comfrey. And so we got a donation of a bunch of plants. We got a huge comfrey plant and it pretty much took over the garden. And I didn't, I just let it because I was like, yep, this is. <laughs> That's supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> oh, beautiful. All right. Well, I just want to leave any of you who might be um, healing from grief or loss this holiday season or any time during the year. This is a beautiful poem that I, I love. It's called How the Light Comes, A Blessing for Christmas Day by Jan Richardson. She's a, a beautiful poet. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us, that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten, or in peril or in pain, that it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way toward flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does, that it will, that it works its way into the deepest dark that enfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming or arrive in a shape you did not foresee. And so, may we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more 
and open still to the blessed light that comes. Isn't that beautiful? I love that. Reminds me of sun salutations. It's so beautiful. So check out um, Ashley's yoga videos on YouTube, Ashley Skylatecki Yoga. You can find her yoga videos, and we're hoping she'll grace us with a special video um, in honor of Trisha and her work and this healing process we've all been going through this past year. Thank you, Ashley, so much. My pleasure. Namaste. Namaste. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. It's been a really good year for me and my family, and I hope for you as well. But as we head into the holiday season, I just want to remind you that not everyone has been so fortunate. Many have lost homes or worse, loved ones in hurricanes or other natural disasters. Holidays can be tough for those missing loved ones. When I wrote Back to Happy, I wasn't really sure who would want to read my story of healing after the loss of a child. But the response from readers has made it clear that there's a great need for us to not only share our stories, but to lift one another up. If there's someone in your life who could benefit from a copy of Back to Happy but cannot afford the paperback, Kindle, or audiobook, please contact me at ConnieBowman.com. I always have extra copies to donate during the holidays. If you'd like a copy for yourself or a loved one, just go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or BackToHappyBook.com. May you and yours enjoy a happy, healthy, blessed holiday season.